Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. All right, this is uh, prayer part two. And so in uh, prayer part one, we talked about um, different kinds of prayer, and and, um, a lot of things came about. I, I think we all agree that there is no specific right prayer, um, whether you're using extemporaneous, whether it's written, whatever, um, you know, whether you go other areas for prayer and things like that. So, um, that everybody agree with that? <laughs> yes. So, um, one thing that you guys kind of touched on as I was listening back and you, you touched on it a, a couple of times was, uh, praying the Psalms. So I'm curious, what what does that mean exactly? Because you, you touched on it so or a few times, and and it was never explained. So can someone explain that for me? So well, um, ahead, so Edward. within the the liturgical tradition, um, the Psalms, which was <clears throat> Israel's uh, prayer book, that was their their hymn book. Um, we have continued to use the Psalms within worship and within our, our, our daily prayer. And, um, you know, the, the Psalms, uh, capture a wide range of, of emotions and, and feelings. I think we talked about last time how, you know, sometimes the, the Psalms are expressing deep gratitude for God. Other times they're, they're really angry at God. Hmm. And I think the power behind praying the Psalms is is that they're they they enable us when with biblical language to say things that we are sometimes afraid to say. Mm, that's good. Okay. And, and um and it's sort of permission giving to you know maybe sit there and say you know God I'm really I'm really angry that that this prayer wasn't answered or I'm really angry at the way that I'm being treated. You know I've done everything right. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting the short end of the stick here. Okay. That's something else I'd kind of noted was anger with God. And um, it's something growing up that I would not have ever uh, considered being angry with God, right? We, we are to um, accept all things and, um, you know, <laughs> and not be angry with God. I mean, it's just not even something that would be entertained. And so um, I can appreciate where you said that's something that the Psalms can teach us about prayer is the different um, emotions that can take place and how, uh, I mean, almost teach us to pray. Tom, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it seems clear from the old study, you know, Hebrew scholars, historical scholars, the Psalms were written to be prayed in a cycle of feasts with the temple, the Jewish liturgical feasts, and there was a cycle to them. And so like in the New Testament, when it says Peter was up on the roof praying at noon, that was part of the Jewish cycle of prayers. So at noon, three times a day, they were to pray, similar to how in our tradition we have prayer or how in the Islamic tradition they have prayer, the cycle of prayers. And it, it just, the basic question is this. 
Are you formed more into the image of God by just saying whatever comes off the top of your head or by saying the words of Scripture? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like you would be more formed by the words of inspired Scripture that were offered as prayer than you would be by just given your laundry list of requests every morning. Hmm. I would I think that uh that's a that's a great posed question and I'll have to reflect on that more. Um but I I also appreciate um the part and I know that this is uh, part of it but the the parts in uh say the different prayers, morning prayer, evening prayer, things like that where they do allow for petitions. Um, right. and intercessions and things like that, because I think it is important that we are able to express ourselves in that way. But I, I understand what you mean, too. That's interesting. Hmm. Well, I'm not saying you don't do that, but right. most, I mean, I grew up thinking prayer was just what I could think of to say, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And that's that's a foreign idea to the early Christians. That's a foreign idea to our Jewish forebears. Right. Um, and that's what our church has said since the beginning. Uh, the Latin is lex orandi, lex credendi, or praying shapes believing. So in some traditions, they say you're shaped by changing your mind. And they misinterpret um, the verse in Romans about be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you think, if I can just fill my mind with good and positive thoughts, you know, then it'll transform me. But there is some truth to that, but we also used to call that Gnosticism. Mm-hmm. The, okay. idea, the idea is, I mean, we have said praying shapes believing. So as I pray, my I'm formed. As I give alms, I'm formed. As I fast, I'm formed, because we're physical bodies. And so prayer is so much, prayer is the largest part of that, shaping i think uh submitting yourself to this cycle of readings and prayers it's an act of humility as well so i'm just talking too much sorry the uh, well, no, uh thomas Th- thomas merton has a, a book called um praying the psalms that i um that i had read a while back and what merton says is is that um the psalms um and 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 there's much of Christian tradition that has said that the Psalms are sort of the way in which God reveals the mystery of God um, to us. And, and so even like, a you know, uh, Augustine uh, really encouraged the reading of the Psalms because believing that the mystery of God was, was somehow revealed um, through, through these Psalms. And so um, I think there's a sense in which um, we, um, we discover who God is by praying these words, which I, I think I mentioned last time, at times can seem so foreign to us because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, they're talking about places we don't know. They're um, using images and language that we normally don't think of as, as you know, uh, as prayer. Um, so I think that that in praying them, they open us up, um, you know, to God in a, in a deeper way. Good. Uh, practice is what I hear um, from kind of where Tom started and um, 
and then practice and using when you when you practice something or whenever you're learning anything, you're using something from someone before you, whether it be a textbook or whether it be written scripture, whatever it is. Um, so practice and repetition. Uh, you also said giving alms to the poor is something that is forming us uh, in the image of God. So there is a practice there that comes. And so I think that kind of is something that if it's, if we're continuing to do or we're continuing to be formed. So is there, um, not everyone has a Book of Common Prayer sitting around. So do you just grab a Bible, open it up to the Psalms and start reading on a daily basis and pick one and go? <laughs> I'm, getting, you know, I'm getting very practical here if you can't tell. Yeah, I mean, if you know, I mean, the Book of Common Prayer obviously lays out a, a cycle of uh, psalm reading, um, but you know, you can just start with Psalm one and and you know and, and read through. So in the show notes, um, I would like to post. I'll find it and send you the link, Justin. But there's a Society of Saint John the Evangelist in Boston. It's one of the Episcopal Seminaries gives you a, they have a 30-day schedule for praying through the Psalms, okay. which I actually did before I became an Episcopalian. I didn't have any idea what Episcopal was, really, and and it's really, um, it was a powerful 30 days, um, and it, I would suggest trying that. Good. Perfect. That's a great one. That's very practical. Thank you, Tom. That's good. And then, you know, like, Ever said too, <laughs> pop it open and go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't have a book of common prayer, um, I assume we've explained what the book of common prayer is before, um, but I'll put a link into its show notes as well. So let's jump into something else that kind of um, came from the uh, my background itself was, which was always a big deal, was unanswered prayer. So, and I think I think Everett, you just touched on it too or in your in your talk and so about unanswered prayer that was always a big thing to where um, there have been cycles in life for me to where unanswered prayer was something because I was sinful um, and so God's not going to answer my prayer because I'm not pure <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know and and so my prayers were just went un, unheard I don't know and then uh, then there is the ever uh, present, uh, what was that? Oh, there was a phrasing like, uh, not now, um, or now, not now, or be patient or something like that, or go stop or be patient. I don't know if you guys recall that or not, but according to when you ask, when you said a prayer or you, you gave a petition, God's answer was either, you know, the answered prayer was, oh yes, it happens now. The unanswered prayer was not now or something to that effect. Does that ring any bells or so anyway, Getting away from that, what do you guys, uh, what do you want to say about unanswered prayer? How do we handle that? So well, Brian, that, oh, go ahead, Tom. So Brian Zahn has a little essay called You Are What You Pray. And, oh, it should be in our show notes. But <laughs> he says, he says, uh, he's talking about how we're formed by prayer. And then he says, um, those who refuse to pray the liturgical prayers of received tradition are on the verge of becoming a secularist. They followed the dictates of Voltaire and Jefferson and rejected the authority of religious tradition. They endorse Voltaire's cynicism and Jefferson's scissors. If they pray at all, they pray their own prayers, which is to say they're not being formed by prayer, 
they're only wishing. They wish for what they want and call it prayer. Hmm. Window shopping imagined as prayer. Oh, wow. wow. And so a lot of times I say, well, what I hear people talking about, well, what, not getting what they prayed for. But I mean, I would say if the majority of us just pray through our wish list every day, of course, we're not going to get what we prayed for. You know what I mean? I mean, God's not Santa Claus. <laughs> it's a genie. And even if he was, we haven't all been that good, you know? <laughs> so, like, but your question is not really about, you know, every little thing we pray for, but more about um, when you're in the hospital and, you know, your loved one is dying. That's what you mean, right? It, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, yes. Yes, it is something that is traumatic, right? Not, not. come on, can I find that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and it don't find it? That's, you know, I mean, that seems obvious. But uh, yes, I, I would say that. But I, but I just feel like a lot of people who could be listening just as myself is like, we didn't know what to do with unanswered prayer. Well, and, and I think some of it comes from a misreading um, of passages. So, for instance, you know, good. Yeah. You know, Jesus says, you know, whatever you ask the Father, it's a good pleasure, you know, to for Him to give it to you. Um, and and so we apply that, and we we think, well, oh, well, then Jesus really is going to give us anything that that we ask. And while that would be a that while that would be nice, that's not the God that we find um, in in Scripture. And um, so I think it's it's um, it, prayer as prayer as formation um, opens ourselves up to what is um, what is the will of God rather than what is our will. And then there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with going before God and expressing your will. Um, but that doesn't mean that 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 those things are are, are always going to be answered. And I can't explain to you why it seems like some prayers are answered and other prayers are not. What's the difference? I, right. you know, that's one of those questions I'll, I, I'd love to ask God one day. <laughs> um, but, but, but if we keep in mind that prayer um, is forming um, ourselves into um, God's desires, um, it's, it's helpful. Prayer is not God management. And I think a lot of times that's what we've been instructed is let me give let me give God a to do list today, and that's not the the primary purpose of prayer. I find that um, I find that my language used in prayer um, is one of the hardest things to change about my let's say thoughts on prayer, uh, theology on prayer, I don't understanding, and um, it's so. I can easily go back into the genie, you know, rubbing the the bottle kind of thing um, mindset. Just just if I if I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing, um, you know, in prayer and things like that, because throughout my childhood that was my prayer. Um, you know, at the end of the night, whatever it may be, you just as Tom called it, you refer to it. You get out your laundry list, right? And God, you know, I need this guy to stop bugging me, and um, you know, I, I'm gonna need you know that new Nintendo or maybe even Atari at this time. <laughs> Come on, pitfall! Come you on, your age self, there, Justin. <laughs> and you're asking for these things that you want, 
because that is how it was portrayed. Um, and Paul said, you know, give all things to God. And it's like, okay, you know, and, and I thought I was supposed to get it back, which amazes me that we can go so long and, and not get these things, but still pray these things, um, which is, but it's neither here nor there, but it's, it's kind of one of those things that the laundry list, I can almost go back into that, um, that language and that idea if I am not careful and, and paying attention, you know, or, or conscious, I guess. Tom, and I, I, mean, I don't mean to beat a, a, a dead horse here, but I mean, I think, again, this is where um, praying um, the, the, the prayers of the church tradition is really helpful because it avoids that sort of um, laundry list, God management, to-do list type prayer that, that we are so um, accustomed to. Right. Um, I also think that this is where developing sort of a contemplative prayer practice um, is really um, helpful because, you know, in contemplative prayer, the, the, the goal, the purpose is to open yourself up to God rather than trying to open up God to you. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you can if you can develop a practice of sitting in silence or sitting with, you know, music or, or something for a period of time, um, it, it gets us out of the way and it begins to allow God to, you know, to, to hear God, um, maybe a little bit more clearly. Yeah. The scripture Everett quoted earlier said, he said how we were misreading these texts and it says, it talks about praying, but then it says God will give you good things. Mm. So it, it doesn't say God will give you what you're saying necessarily, but God, it just talks about God giving us good things like a father wouldn't give his son a snake right. when they ask for bread. Right, right. So, so the context, you know, hmm. back to your illustration, it's like if my son asks me for, you know, a, a DS or, I don't know, whatever, the newest. A DS, he just aged himself. <laughs> what's the newest arcade or video game system. I don't know what those kids are playing. I don't. <laughs> Heck no. But what is it? A PS4? I don't know. Okay, what, PS4. What PS that's what I meant to, to say. Now. Like if my son Booker asked me for a PS4, <laughs> and I know that's going to give him attention deficit disorder, you know, and he's never going to be able to pay attention again. So what I do is I go buy him an old Atari so he can play Pong. So <laughs> He feels like his prayer has not been answered, but the truth is, I've given him a good gift. Something that's you know? good. Oh, that's good. Like, yeah. I don't give him a snake, I give him bread. Right? This might come to a different episode, but I think it also goes down to sort of um, the question of, of, of how much daily involvement, like how much, how much of our lives are sort of predestined. Um, how much, you know, how, how active or involved, you know, is God in sort of day-to-day decisions? Is God up there sitting there going, okay, answer that prayer request, but not this one? Um, it's the Bruce Almighty reply all, yes. But, but I don't know that we can ever answer, um, but I think it, it also gets to the heart of when, when we talk about the, um, the supremacy of God, what does that, what does that mean? Hmm. Right. That's a, sorry, I interrupted you, Everett. But the Bruce Almighty, um, where he reply all, answer yes, yeah, <laughs> on every email. It's uh, still a hard question. I mean, I've is. been, I've been there. I've been the guy praying for my dad 
or I've lost both my parents at this point in my life. Um, I don't know. At some point, we have to trust. We've we've sold prayer like we can we can apply prayer to the same things we apply the American dream success. We success is an idol in our country, Ooh. and we look at prayer the same way. We say, "Well, I'm successful at prayer. Did God give me what?" Right. Right, right. I mean, we we serve a a God who died on a cross, and He saved us by failing in a sense. If you want to really think about it, I mean, we can't skip we can't skip Good Friday. Easter doesn't mean Good Friday doesn't matter. You know. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Zahn said that. So the whole point is, trying to make is, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Sorry. It had something to do with failure. Man, it was going uh, good. Oh, yeah, no, we're God, addicted to success. God calls us to faithfulness, yeah. not to success. All right, right. And a lot of times faithfulness looks more like failure than it does success. Man, tweet that. Well, I deleted my Twitter account, so you'll have to tweet it. You can, you can have it. You can have it as your own. Woohoo! Plagiarism. Uh, I'm sure I stole it from somebody too. So, haven't we all? That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's good, uh, Tom. I appreciate that. That is something that um, that I'm I'm trying to work with the youth and and learning that the failures. Because society, as you said, is is all about successes, and so failures have become such a big negative that we have forgotten to even learn from our failures, and that's the greatest teacher is failure. And so now, if you fail in a way, um, you're scolded, you're looked upon poorly, and instead you have the opportunity that no one else has in this moment to learn from that failure and and form yourself from it. So, um, I mean, you could apply that to prayer in uh, so many ways. So that's a, that's a big one. That's good. Um, okay, last few minutes here, or 10 minutes, whatever. I, I, I want to move into something that is... Um, in our culture right now, or has been in the past year more. Um, and so with, uh, school shootings that had taken place, have taken place, um, in the past and, and, um, politicians have been called out for saying thoughts and prayers, um, you know, thoughts and prayers with so-and-so thoughts and prayers with so-and-so. And I'm curious, since we're touching on prayer, I wanted to touch on this for a minute. And, um, prayer is something in regards to uh, school shootings, you know, that can be done. We can pray for that. Uh, But there is also a call for action. And um, something that I was told one time is, is there was a situation to where, um, and I'm just going to say there's a situation and I couldn't do anything about it, but it hurt me dearly. And um, a spiritual director I see that I meet with said, and I asked, what do I do? I, I can't do anything. I said, well, sometimes you look down a path and it's foggy and unclear what you're supposed to do. For those things, we pray. Sometimes you look down a path and there's this thing and there's a direct, clear path as to what you can do. Then you pray and you go do. And so that's where I, when I hear thoughts and prayers or people calling that out, that's what comes to mind for me. And I'm just curious on your thoughts <laughs> on uh, thoughts and prayers and how, and, and what, and what, what is prayer and action? Are they the same thing or what do you feel there? 
Everett. <laughs> well, so um, I um, there, there's been a, a, a progressive critique of the the phrase thoughts and prayers, right? And I understand the frustration that that they are experiencing that they. Um, that there's a, a feeling among some that the answer to, you know, shootings is, is, is really clear. And if we were really, you know, if, 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 if we were really thinking and praying about these things and the answer would be, um, would be clear. And so I, 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 I understand the, the criticism, um, but I, I don't I do not understand Christians, whether they're progressive or not, criticizing anyone who is saying or calling upon prayer. Now let me say that I think that people who are um, you know who are saying you know our thoughts and prayers are with so and so or in this situation, I, I, I hope that they are actually praying right. Um, right that it's not just something that we, um, that we say, I, I, I feel that, that a lot, um, in, in our society, our culture, we use that word, you know, pray, and we don't really mean I'm going to pray. We mean it as, you know, I'm, I'm sending you, you know, good wishes. This is a socially um, accepted thing to say. <laughs> to pray about the, the situation. I mean, I, I fear that that's what we mean when we use the word pray. Okay. But I, I, I'm deeply troubled by a progressive critique that would say that we should not pray or we should not use the you know call on call upon people to pray about you know a shooting or, or, or any act of violence. Right. Right. Tom, any thoughts? Well, I it's hard to come at these things rationally because it's such a part of our culture. And Jesus says, um, what does it profit you? You know, if you see your brother hungry and you said, be warm and well-fed, you know what I mean? Mm. So there's lots of scripture about our blessings need to match our actions. And there's, so our prayers need to match, you know, our actions. Right. So, and prayer is something that's supposed to change us. It's supposed to change the way we, it won't change us, like we said, if we're just praying through our list of desires. But, um, so there's biblical precedence for, and there's Christian tradition for, making sure that the words you say to God and the words you speak in God's name are accompanied by action. So I get the critique. Um, and I mean, I get the critique, I guess that's my point is what yeah. I'm trying to say. But I, but I also agree with Everett that we should never feel like we should never shame people into not praying, right. you know, because the only, if they're praying, in a humble way, if they're praying in a way that submits themselves to some kind of larger Christian community or tradition or or practice, then they're going to be changed by their prayer. It is an action that will change the world, but it can't just be 
um, help these people to see the light, O oh Lord, and know that my opinion is the right opinion, you know? <laughs> that can't be the way we're praying about right. these things, you know? Right. Um, so it's not prayer if it's not accompanied by action, I think, or if it's not congruent with their actions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, and, and I think, and, 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 and I think that part of it is, you know, part of the issue is, um, let me just, when we're talking about the politics of say, say gun violence mm-hmm. is that the conservative and the liberal already have a, a preconceived idea of what the answer is. Mm-hmm. And, um, so how can they be shaped by their prayer? How can they be shaped? Cause it's, you know, well, you know, if, if, you know, if the conservative would only pray, then then he or she would understand how wrong she is or he is, and the the, the you know the progressive um, may never, um, you know, may never say you know go okay well let me you know let me let me take this question to 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 prayer. I um, it, it reminds. Sorry, ever finish? I'm sorry. No, I'm done. It reminds me. Um, so I just. Uh, listened to the great divorce again and it reminds me of the conversations that the ghosts had with i think the spirits um um i would have said angels maybe is a better if you've never uh, just in case someone has not um read great divorce but um the ghosts were people who would come up into heaven so to speak from hell and um they were surrounded by beauty but couldn't uh realize it i think and someone can correct me even on this but they were always focused on something that was not what was around them they're in heaven it's all there for them but they couldn't focus on that because they had to focus on the fact that people weren't pairing action with prayer um, or vice versa, um, in that you know people weren't allowing um, for, let's say, a, a conservative view of things. It's like, well, we want to arm all our teachers, and that was their only focus when around them the answer was there or the beauty was there, but they couldn't see it because their will had to be done, not God's. And so I think um, that's where prayer comes in to open us up to what God's will is and not ours, not assuming, and that's where the humility comes from it too. We are formed in God's image instead of our laundry list forming God in our own image. Um, But it it will open us up to being more a part of the community, the world, humanity, and seeing um, what God's will should be and what potentially an answer may be in a humble manner or to work with the other side or something to that effect. And I think many times when people say, you know, stop praying, you need to do something (laughs) because your prayers aren't working. Um, I mean, I think uh, the critique of that, I think you guys are even going too far saying, well, they're not praying. They're saying they're not praying so they can open themselves up to God's will. I think they're just saying, look, you're a politician. You can act, act and you're not. And um, man, it's tough. It's a tough one. I hope that made sense. <laughs> All right. I think Everett's point is just that prayer has to be paired with openness and humility. Right. You know, and uh, I think that's a good point. 
you know, our our um, the Bishop of Oklahoma, uh, Bishop Ed Konichny, um, we might be able to put in the, the, the show notes the sermon he gave at a diocesan convention a few years ago um, in which he, he talks about, you know, the, the role of gun violence. But one of the things that he has said, you know, that the, the, the bigger issue is, is why as a, as a culture do we seem, do we seem to be okay with, with violence hmm. and that, that for him, that's, that that's a bigger question than sort of the political answers. Yeah. Uh, this, the, I mean, I'm, I, you know, that slip slope into a, to a, a whole, you know, an, 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 an you know, a whole episode on violence. gun violence <laughs> right. and what it does do. Right. But, um, you know, there's there's a uh, he is suggesting, and I agree with him that there's a deeper question here than what do we do about mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. gun laws. Right. Um, well, that's certainly part of it. Right. There's um, a root. Yeah. There, there. Yeah. There's there, there, there's there's evil in this world that is causing people to believe that their their only answer is to commit an act of violence. Yeah. In summarizing, prayer, good. <laughs> anyone want to add to that when i was a kid my dad fell asleep every single sunday in church and when i got older i started kind of being snarky and i'd say dad we were on the way home what was the sermon about today oh gosh and he, he'd always say the same thing it was against sin oh gosh so, <laughs> yeah that's a great ending story tom <laughs> Uh, against Thanks. sin, sin, bad, good, mm-hmm. evil, bad. All right, that was good. All right, may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at Fun Drain Pod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.